Muy buenas tardes y gracias por asistir a mi programa que se llama Five Minute Inspirations. This is Larry Hunter. I'm your host. And we began a series the other day, The Power of Words. We're going to go into part three today of that series. And I want to just remind you of what we talked about without, even, without going into a review. The first day, I was just trying to convince you that your words are important. That it, is, it does matter what you say. And yesterday, I began sharing with you the fact that our words are containers. Hmm? Now, if you had not had a chance to listen to either one of those episodes, uh, after you finish listening to this particular teaching, make sure you find some time to go back and listen to those so you'll be all caught up for our episode that we're going to do tomorrow. Okay? But I want to get right into... Uh, today, I want to address the question, why is it that our words have creative power? Okay? And the answer is pretty simple. It's because God chose to design us the way that he's made. I mean, the way that he, the Bible says in Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. So God's plan, his desire was to make man in his likeness after his image. So see, his initial idea was to have a family relationship with us as a parent does to his or her children, right? He created Adam and Eve according to his likeness. And among other things, that included giving them a free will. So God made us in his likeness. And let's get a glimpse of what, let's, let's get a glimpse of how God rolls, okay? I'm going to read some scriptures to you. Psalm chapter 33, verse 6. Psalm 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Good, googly good. That get me stirred up just seeing God in action, right? You're talking about a, a Marvel comic. You're talking about a shucks. All right, here we go. Psalm 33, verses 8 and 9. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Check this out. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Ooh, do you see God in action here? Do you see? Lord Jesus. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. And all the host of them. By what? By the breath of his mouth. So see, we see right here that God is a creator. And he creates by the force of faith-filled words. I invited you the other day to go to Genesis chapter 1. Just read through Genesis chapter 1 when you got some time. And watch God setting things in order. God says God came out there and everything was dark and chaotic and everything was all beat up looking and, and, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said, let, the light, let light be. I'm getting mixed up. The different translations say it a different way. Que sea la luz. <laughs> y fue así. Let there be light. And there was light. Okay. So, again, we see that God, no doubt about it, He is the numero uno creator. But don't forget the fact that he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So see, we have been made after God's pattern. As God is a creator, he made us so that we also are creators. As he creates by the force of faith-filled words, you and I, we are creating also by the force of faith-filled words. Now Hebrews chapter 11.3, Hebrews chapter 11.3 says this, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. See, the things that you see happening around you, they don't have their origin in other stuff that's happening. Remember the first day of the uh, series, I was talking about how that the devil would try to paint a lie to tell you that if you can't see 
some if you can't do some physical very observable action then you cannot affect change in some area of your life that ain't true that's not the whole truth actions sure physical actions bring about physical changes but the rest of that truth is that there's a power that we have through the words that we speak and when we speak faith-filled words even though you can't see them they also affect change in our environments in our lives in our bodies even. So again, Hebrews 11.3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Lord, I tell you what, so see, just as it says that the worlds were framed by the word of God, what God did is he gave you the authority, again, through faith-filled words, to frame your world. You're able to frame your world by the words that you speak. This is God's idea. This is what God did. See, you're able to speak to situations in your life that are not lining up with the word of God and get them in line with the word of God. So now what happened is that Adam and Eve, who totally possessed this creative power through their words, Adam and Eve, they used their free will to sin against God. And when they did that, they allowed the enemy's influence to come in and to begin to govern their lives, began to govern their choices, their viewpoints, even their words. Now the devil is able to accomplish his evil desires in the earth by negatively influencing man and deceiving him into using this God-given authority through his words to bring about destruction in the world. See, although man chose to walk away from God's rule, you know, Adam and Eve, they sinned and stuff, although they walked away from God's rule, it didn't change the way that they were made. See, man still, as a human created by God, possesses the potential to exercise authority through words. If you're a humanoid, are you a humanoid? Last time I checked, I was. If you're human, then there is a potential creative power in every word that you choose to speak. I want you to notice, I didn't say if you're a Christian. See, as humans... Our words are creative. Everybody, your, if you're a human, your words have creative power, have potential creative power. Because God made mankind in his image. Now, we all know that any power which is misapplied will cause destruction and harm. We know that, right? So this is what we see happening in the lives of many who don't live a life surrendered to Jesus. They don't live a life surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So what happens is very often, these people set things in motion to their own detriment by the authority that they wield through words. I mean, they might not even know what they're doing. Okay? But check this out. God's intention, His design for us, is that we speak words that are in agreement with His will in order that we may manifest his good pleasure here in the earth. See, uh, we as Christians, that's what God wants. He wants it of all mankind, but uh, you, you know the scripture in Romans that says that it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. But he wants everyone to be saved. And he certainly expects for those who are saved, those who are his children, to speak in agreement with his words so that he can establish his purposes here in the earth. And I want to mention this also, as I was talking about how that any person who's a human has a potential authority in the words that they speak. I want to mention that 
God's words will always prove more powerful than any other words. God's words in your mouth will always prove more powerful than any other words, whether they're inspired by the devil or they're words that are inspired just by the carnal nature within man. Why is that? It's because when you believe, when you believe and speak God's word over the situations of life, then you have the backing, you have the strength of Almighty God and the heavenly hosts behind you. You remember David's situation, right? See, you think about David and Goliath. When he come up there and David and, and Goliath was like, what in the world? Where y'all sitting? Where's the little dude out here for? You think I'm a dog? What's, what's going on here? Boy, I'm going to kill that dude. I'm going to blow him away. See, Goliath talked his junk. Then David talked his junk. But what was the difference? They both had words. The difference is that David spoke in line with what God's word declares. He spoke in line with God's will. And as a result, he had all of heaven. He had the authority of heaven backing his words. That's the difference right there. There's a scripture I want to read to you in Psalm chapter 103, verses 20 and 21. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, ye all, bless the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. So see, the angels of God, they are listening for words that line up with the will of God. And as you speak words in agreement with what God says, then you release them. Again, Psalm 10320, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Lord Jesus, my encouragement to you is to let God's word be what comes out of your mouth. Speak those things that agree with God's word and from a heart of faith because you have power in your words. Okay, and we're talking today, we're answering the question as to why is it that we have that power? It's because God's intention was to have a family relationship with us. He made us like himself. He gave us authority as he framed the worlds by his word. He's given you the authority to frame your little world, my little world, by our words. Okay, all right. I want to leave you with one scripture. We're about to close, okay? Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16. Jeremiah 15 verse 16. Again, the final little point I'm making here is that God wants you to put his words in your mouth. And as you speak forth his words, again, from a heart of faith, then you release him, the heavenly host, everybody to get in line with accomplishing the purposes of God here in the earth. So Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Woo, that's how I feel about the word of God too, man. Uh, David said it's like, it's sweeter than a honeycomb, the word of God. So again, as we close out today, uh, I just want to encourage you. Let the authority that God gave you to frame your world have the basis of God's word in your heart and coming out of your mouth so that the purposes of, purposes of God can indeed be established here in the earth. Okay? Wow. Well, glory to God. Well, I'm going to stop there. And like I said, I, I appreciate so much you taking the time to listen to my podcast. And I appreciate you taking the time, when you have time, to, uh, to call in and let me know what's on your heart. And uh, we're going to pick this up again tomorrow. 
I'm gonna, I'm also preparing for a, a ministry trip next week into Buenos Aires, Argentina. I'll tell you more about that probably tomorrow. But God bless you and have a wonderful day. Larry Hunter, 5 Minute Inspirations. Peace. Hey, Larry. I just wanted to chime in on your segment. Um, the power of the world the word is such a beautiful and destructive thing at the same time. Um, it took me in the last two years to really learn about the power of the word. When I read this book called The Four Agreements, the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Um, the word carries a vibration and throughout, however, if anyone hears, it's the intent of that vibration where it, 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 go, it goes and sometimes unintendedly where it goes can also create an effect. Words put the motion in or the the start of an action, whether it be good or bad. So I, I do agree, and I like uh, Proverbs. I forget which one it says, "Do not boast about tomorrow, for you may not know what tomorrow may bring." And I forget which one that is. I think it's Proverbs twenty-seven. The second part of my comment is, you know, the Bible leaves lots of clues. You know, I don't think God ever left the clear instructions in the Bible just for us to just exactly do, you know, what it exactly says verbatim. It leaves us clues to do what we must in, in life. And being impeccable with your word is, is one, one of the most powerful things. It can destroy or it can build society as simple. And then the second agreement is don't take anything personal. So with the power of the word, we make decisions whether we agree or listen to another's truth or untruth, you know, to make our decisions for ourselves. So that's all I got to say. Thanks for listening and have a great day.